Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Gone Girl. Nick Dunn, you're probably the most hated man in America right now. Did you kill your wife, Nick? Everyone told us and told us marriage is hard work. Not for me and Nick. As you all know, my wife, Amy Elliott Dunn, disappeared three days ago. I had nothing to do with the disappearance of my wife. I have nothing to hide. Sammy got friends we can talk to? No, not really. You don't know if she has friends, you don't know what she does all day, and you don't know your wife's blood type. Just being a good guy, so everybody can see him being a good guy. Well, you really don't like him, do you? All I'm trying to do is be nice to the people who are volunteering to help find Amy. I will practice believing my husband loves me, but I could be wrong. You ever seen that guy in the glasses before? Amy is the kind of girl who attracts admirers. Whoever took her is bound to bring her back. I'm hoping you can tell me what this means. You want to solve Amy's treasure hunt? You seen this girl around here? Yeah, I remember her. I know you. I saw you at the volunteer center. I wanted to help. What'd she want? She wanted a gun. We are all scared, but we are all here now. I feel like something to be jettisoned if necessary. I feel like I could disappear. The hallmark of a sociopath is a lack of empathy. Amy lost a lot of blood in there, then somebody mopped it up. Why do they mop up the blood if they're trying to stage a crime scene? Whatever they found, I think it's safe to assume that it's very bad. I'd finally realized I am frightened of my own husband. I would join you, as if you're doing a deposition. What to say, what not to say. A trained monkey? A trained monkey who doesn't get lethal injections. She's going to eat you alive. You assaulted her? It's not good enough for you? I hit her? It's not even close! Absolutely not. I never touched her. We now believe Nick is involved in the disappearance of our daughter. Without a body, without a murder weapon, their only hope is a confession. You don't know anything yet? You need to tell me. How was your marriage, Nick? Are you asking me if I killed my wife? Man of my dreams. This man of mine may kill me. What about my son, Nick? This man may kill me. In her own words, this man may truly kill me. You ever hear the expression, the simplest answer is often the correct one? Actually, I've never found that to be true. All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for Gone Girl, and the story is as follows. Former New York-based writer Nick Dunn and his glamorous wife Amy present a portrait of blissful marriage to the public. However, when Amy goes missing on the couple's fifth wedding anniversary, Nick becomes the prime suspect in her disappearance. The resulting police uh, pressure and media frenzy causes the Dunn's image of a happy union to crumble, leading to a tantalizing uh, series of questions about who Nick and Amy truly are. The film is starring Ben Affleck, Rosamund Pike, Neil Patrick Harris, Tyler Perry, Kim Dickens, Carrie Coon, and Patrick Fugit. It is directed by David Fincher, written by Gillian Flynn. Joining me for this 2014 retrospective podcast review, I have Amanda Spears. Don't piss me off. Ryan C. Showers. Hello, everybody. Dan Baer. I'm so much happier now that I'm dead. And Danilo Castro. <laughs> Hello, everybody. 
But we are not alone here. This is a Patreon podcast review, and as a result, we have some Patreons here to join us today. First up, first time on the podcast is Cesar Infante. Good afternoon, everyone. It's actually evening over here, believe it or not. <laughs> but I imagine people are on all parts of the uh, country right now listening to this and also uh, recording this live. So there you go. Uh, and also, too, another Patreon contributor, we have Michael Wakawiak. Hello, uh, Dan Stolmine. So I will say uh, I could. Ju- I want to punch us in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're so cute. And can I just say before we start really quickly... I don't know if you guys noticed about me, so I'll just say it right here, right now. One of my favorite trailers for a movie ever. Yeah. For Gone Girl. Yeah, I agree. It's one of my one of my favorite stitched together trailers, the music, everything. In terms of getting me ready to see a movie, I must have played that trailer a million times when it uh, showed up in 2014. And I think I've seen this movie an equal amount of times uh, since its release as well. It's a David Fincher film, so it always gets high replay value from me because, let's face it, I like fucked up shit. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like Tyler Perry in that way. I get I get enjoyment from uh, people that are this fucked up. So we are talking about Gone Girl. It is the final 2014 retrospective review for us here at Next Best Picture. It is also... A very, very big contender for the MVP Film Community Awards and also for our MVP Film Awards. Uh, Didn't lead in nominations, but it pretty much got nominated almost everywhere it possibly could. It's a very, very beloved film. It's only gained in stature over the years. There's plenty to talk about uh, when it comes to it, I'm sure. And I also think it's maybe the podcast that Ryan C. Showers has been waiting for for the last four years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Matt, I was going to ask, actually, if you have um, cold pizza and beer in a can um, ready to go. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Let's dive in. Amanda, ladies first, what do you think of Gone Girl? I think this is one of the most brilliant films because it nails the twist that I think a lot of people didn't think it would in the book. The cast is an MVP. It's Ben Affleck's best film. Uh, it's Tyler Perry's most mature role. <laughs> it's it's perfect. I really, really love this film, and I think it didn't get the respect it deserved, but that happens a lot. And we will surely, surely, surely get into that as well, uh, because that is definitely one of the biggest talking points that we'll save for when we dive into this film's award season run. All right, let's keep this uh, train moving along. Let's move over now to Danilo. Danilo, what do you think about Gone Girl? So I was excited to see Gone Girl when it first came out. And I enjoyed it, but I left the theater feeling like I was missing something. I think that for me, because I hadn't read the book prior, the tonal shift of the second half didn't really connect with me. I thought it lost some of the the momentum of the first half that kind of had me. And so it was one that I periodically sort of went back to. And I've seen it maybe two or three times since. And on this most recent time, I feel like what everybody else is talking about finally clicked for me. Tonally, structurally, what Flynn and Fincher are going for, I think, kind of snapped in my head. Um, And so I think it's an excellent film. I always liked it, but... Now going into it, discussing it here, I like it even more, and I'm sort of excited to see what other people have to say about it. Okay. All right. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Dan Baer. Uh, so I was really anticipating this movie when it came out in 2014. I had read the book uh, around when it first came out and loved it. And then I read it again in preparation for the movie, which is something that I don't usually do, but uh, felt compelled to with this one for some reason. And then I saw this was both the first and the last film that I saw at the uh, now deceased Ziegfeld theater in New York city. And I will never forget the experience. And I liked it fine, which is about par for the course for me with David Fincher's movies. Like I always think that they're very well done well put together and well shot but i have never found a single one of them to be anything particularly special just they're just really well done movies and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that um and i sort of put it in the well that was good and i don't feel a particular need to ever see or talk about it again feeling towards it and then watched it again yesterday for this and i have to say it holds up phenomenally well and there are so many aspects to this story that play so much differently now in 2020 than they did in 2014 and like having been through this uh thing three times before i thought that i had sort of like teased everything out of it that I wanted to or needed to. And then I went back and I'm like, Oh no, there's even more here. And it's kind of ugly and ooh, people are not going to like it, but like, mm, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like, uh, I just like bow at the altar of Jillian Flynn. It's, this is, I think I really genuinely think the screenplay is about as close to perfect as it could have been. I have like a few quibbles, but like it's so good. 
All right, all right. And I know he thinks I'm going to pick him next, but I'm going to save him for last. Skipping over Ryan really quickly here. Let's hear from one of our Patreon members. Caesar. what do you think of Gone Girl? All right, so the first time I saw this movie, it's just, it's really wild. I, I saw it back in 2014 with my with my grandparents. I think I was only about oh my 15 gosh. years old. Oh my gosh. Oh Lord. on cable. Just for some reason, they decided to put it on cable. And yeah, we had no idea what we were expecting. And this was before I was into like filmmaking and everything. And so I was just blown away by it. Like I, I totally loved it. But then as the years went on, I got into filmmaking more. And then I, I realized like, holy shit, Gone Girl exists. I, I got to rewatch Gone Girl. And I just couldn't stop rewatching it. Like I, I think I started binging David Finch's filmography over and over and over again. He's my favorite director now. And, then I'd read the book earlier this year, and I, it's one of my favorite movies ever, if not my favorite movie ever. I, it's just mind blowing. I, I I don't know how how to explain. Yeah, it really, but it's crazy. I hear you totally, Michael. Other Patreon member here on the podcast. What about you? Yeah, so my my history with uh with the film and and the book is is interesting. It was recommended to me by a friend. Uh, maybe about a year before the movie came out and it had been so long since I had been that, that like physically shook from reading something. Uh, And so I was very excited to see the film when it came out, something which now um, looking back on it is a little troubling. I brought my boyfriend then fiance or now fiance to see it on our anniversary, um, which I now realize is slightly problematic considering the contents of oh. the film. Did you leave him uh, clues for a treasure hunt that evening? No, no. And I have <laughs> not I have not upped his life insurance just yet. So I think we're still doing OK. But um, but so and I was just absolutely enamored with it. Um, I, I agree with what Amanda said regarding Ben Affleck. I think for me personally, it's his best performance. I think Rosamund Pike's performance is an all timer for me just in in what she creates, but also one of those rare examples where she is exactly what I saw on the page in the book. And then I think that has to do with how Gillian Flynn just adapted it so so seamlessly. And we knew who she was before this, but this was one of those kind of a star um, is born in front of your eyes performances where you knew there was going to be in her career before Gone Girl and, and after Gone Girl. All right. All right. Ryan, my friend, my dear friend, Ryan. Oh, please. My dear friend, Matt. Thank you. Okay. Um, so I publicly love Gone Girl. Um, but I really want to take this moment to really talk about the merits of this movie. Um, because as a movie and as a piece of filmmaking and as a story, uh, there is just so much to laud with it. Um, you know, first and foremost, this the screenplay for Gone Girl is probably the defining adapted screenplay for me of the past decade it has so much to it and i'm sure like and the screenplay will be one of our talking points but it fires on all cylinders whether it's you know the symbolism the dialogue the themes uh the the rich themes the numerous themes um the memorable quotes like even just like going through the intro each of us could have had like it, it, there are seven of us there we could have each had a, a separate individual brilliant quote like it's it's just un unbelievable the structure you know um and david fincher's directing is something that did kind of go un under recognized back in the day um 
it's very crisp and precise and exactly what we would expect from David Fincher. And of course, all the technicals are just phenomenal from the editing to the score. Um, and if there was ever a perfectly cast movie, it would be Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. Like um, every every major and minor role couldn't have been better um, realized with the casting. Um, not to mention Ro- Rosamund Pike, who she, uh, there there are no words for what she does with Amy Dunn that ju- that fully you know capture uh, the brilliance um, of this crazy crazy movie. Uh, my favorite thing about Gone Girl is. There are like there are almost like three waves of Gone Girl where um the fir- it goes up to the, the first wave I would consider goes up to probably the first half whenever the first twist is revealed. Then the second wave is like probably like the last 20, 30 minutes. And each wave is just better and better. And it just and there's so much momentum that that builds up. It's not necessarily a slow burn, but it just ups the ante and ups the ante. It creates such an adrenaline rush. Like I remember leaving the theater whenever I first saw it, just smiling and laughing at the jokes and the the comedic elements of the film as I was driving home. Like it, it's just such an it's such an overwhelming experience. So um, that's all I really want to say for the intro. But I'm really excited to dig into it with you guys. I think Gone Girl is a movie that has aged extraordinarily well since 2014 in a lot of different ways, as Dan Baer had alluded to earlier. And it doesn't just have to do with the film's presentation of gender dynamics and uh, relationships, whether it's um, a marriage or just a regular uh, relationship, but also, too, in its depiction of the media and also to um, the lies uh, that we present to other people that are masking how we really truly feel about ourselves, about the people that we're with, uh, the show that we put on, if you will, the manipulation. And I think that the movie, as a result, uh, because it is a procedural, at least the first half is, and I was a little worried on this most recent rewatch because obviously once you've seen it, you know what's exactly what is going to happen. I was worried that that first act was going to be a bit of a slog because, you know, it's an unraveling of information that we, the viewer, already know. Well, I was very, very happy to see that even on this latest viewing, and I've seen this movie countless times, Uh, It still holds up incredibly well. I'm still gripped by it. I'm still very, very entertained by David Fincher's methodical pacing and also the way that he just meticulously designs shots, edits his sequences. Um, There's like one early edit when Nick is leaning in to kiss Amy and it just quickly um, jump cuts over to... Nick getting his mouth then inspected by one of the uh, uh, poli- policemen in the uh, in the station. And it's like little things like that are sprinkled throughout that constantly make me go, oh, wow, that's interesting. And there's a lot of really creative choices here that always um, pique my interest. But ultimately, what it really just comes down to in the end is Gone Girl is a movie that is a talking point. Uh, it is a movie that... <laughs> It, it might be the ultimate anti-date movie, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but it's definitely one where if you go on that movie on a date, as uh, Michael was saying uh, earlier, 
you are definitely going to have a conversation uh, when you're walking out. And it could mean the end of your relationship, depending on your take on the movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I think a lot of that has to do with um, Amy and Nick and how complex those characters are and how it really does draw a gray area for the audience um, where it isn't so much pegging them into a, a hole of good or bad. They are very dynamic, fully fleshed and formed characters with flaws, desires, uh, good attributes, bad attributes. And I think that the movie then brings about a very intense discussion as a result of that. Because, I mean, let's face it, I've heard some people defend Nick. I've heard some people criticize Nick. I've heard people defend Damien. I've heard people criticize Amy. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. And I don't think any take is definitively the one. I think it's one of those situations where it can all be the same. You know what I mean? Well, Matt, I think, I mean, all of that stuff can coexist. Like, I mean, you exactly. Can, uh, and another thing that's really fun about this movie is it takes it takes us on that journey of what you're discussing and like the really the inner workings of a relationship with two of these two really flawed people and narcissists frankly both of them are um but it does it it does it in this vehicle of this really extreme scenario that makes it entertaining but also just like unfolds into this really complex thing and you know one of my film professors in college he said um we were talking about some uh, film um if something was feminist or uh, misogynist and he said well ryan you know great art is whenever you can open something up and look at it and have such sharp extreme views on both sides and you can Mm -hmm. argue both sides of the case and i think that is so true of gone girl and um uh, on so many different levels but especially on its feminism because its feminism is pretty complex um and it's not uh so and it makes conversations with mainstream audiences who do really love this movie like you know the uh, adult audience like the you know suburban type like middle-aged people who went out to see this movie loved it like i've had so many conversations with them about it but it is difficult to sometimes probe the nuances of the writing with with them hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of our full two hour long review of gone girl here on the next best picture podcast in order to get the full length review you will have to head on over to our patreon where for one dollar minimum a month you will get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well you have been listening to the next best picture podcast you can subscribe to us on itunes soundcloud google play stitcher tune and player fm acast cast box and also on spotify be sure to leave us a review on apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show we really appreciate your feedback and your support thank you so much for listening as always and we shall see you all next time Time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.